a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Fantastic, a podcast about two dads. One of us has a pair of mom jeans on and the other's me. Hey. They are mom jeans though, right? I don't know what they are. I don't know what mom jeans are. They're kind of high-waisted, kind of uh, showcasing the booty, if you will. Oh, okay. Yeah. Stand yeah. up. Let me see. Yeah, but the, the, the dad jeans are now the mom jeans. Like my daughter wears mom jeans. And I'm not a big fan of the mom jeans. Well, to be fair, you're at the age now where if you're not a fan of something, the younger generation's likely going to take it as a compliment. So <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with you not liking it. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And, and, and before we started this podcast, we were kind of going over the game plan, if you will, of what we we're going to talk about. And uh, we kind of got on talking about TV. Uh, so I, we've got the HBO Max like I know you've got the HBO Max. Mm. How and good is it? It's amazing. HBO Max is the best. It's amazing. And Amazon so, Prime's pretty good, too. I don't have Prime, which is weird because... Do you have Amazon? You get, it's a free if you, have, if you have Amazon. No, I get that, but my girlfriend has Amazon Prime, and I think uh, she shares her sister's. And so I've asked her repeatedly, hey, can I get the Amazon Prime login? Uh, but to no avail. She just never gives it to me. And so, because oh. there's there's a couple, there's supposed to be a zero, zero, zero on Amazon Prime, which is supposed to be amazing. Oh, there's a ton of stuff on there that I really enjoy. Yeah. So I, so I, I like, we're going to talk TV here for a second. Uh, anything on Amazon Prime, I, I, don't, I don't know about it. Okay. It's non-existent. But HBO Prime, I mean, HBO Max. Yeah, HBO Max. It's amazing. And so we're, me and the girlfriend, the lovely Leslie, when we sit down to watch TV, we have completely different TV viewing habits. Okay. She's a fan of the rom-com, romantic comedies. Gotcha. And I'm a, I'm a fan of death, violence, and, and, and like murder mysteries. Yeah, okay. So this weekend, we didn't have our kids. And so uh, it, was, it was some TV time. You know what I mean? Just kind of us hanging out on the couch. Yeah, talking. it was a little Netflix and chill. You yeah, know I mean? not a lot of chill. Oh. But Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we watched yeah. a couple murder mysteries. <laughs> just tapping the, the minute. There. It's like, oh, we're going to have to edit that. Why do you not have to edit that? that? You don't have to edit that. Yeah. So we, so, so on Friday night, she watched uh, some stuff with me, some of the, the murder mystery, kind of like the, the death. And, like, what have you been watching? There was that that the guy who killed his wife and kids in uh, well, Denver. Dark. Yeah, and it was only an episode oh, long. Oh, oh, Remember, oh. she came home like at two in and the morning. He did interviews and was like tr crying about it. Yeah, and then there was this search, and then it turns out he did it. Yeah, 
Should we watch that? That wasn't that long ago. That was like a couple no. years ago. I mean, it's only one episode. I on forget that on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, so we watched that. And then we watched this show called Safe Haven with Juliana Huff and uh, the guy that was married to Fergie, Josh Dumel. The name's familiar. Yeah, it's like it, it, it's, but it, it, that was a bad one too because she was escaping an abusive relationship, and then she goes to the small beach town, falls in love with Josh Dumel, like because I would. I mean, that guy's handsome. Mm. And then this, her boyfriend's been searching for, her and then finds her, and then lights the house on fire, and then she mm. has to shoot him. And I mean, I hope I didn't ruin it. Well, you did, but uh, that's okay. Now, is that based on a true story? No. Oh, uh, it, See, that's where I fall off. It's got to be based in truth? Well, I just don't really care for fiction. Oh. Sorry. I, I don't mind a like good it's story. It's cool, I guess. It's cool. But there's so much wild stuff that happens in real life that they now make TV shows and movies about. That, that like, I don't know. Just That's the sort of stuff that I'm like, wow, watching it and going, this actually happened, or at least it's based on true events, a part of it happened. Yeah. Mind-blowing to me. So, so we watched those Friday night. Okay. And so Saturday night, you get a pick, honey. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and like, if there was a Hallmark pay per view, she would just get that because she likes all that kind of just like that, that happy, silly, lovely kind of just fun yeah, banter yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I don't blame her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but that's what she digs. And so then she goes, "Well, what about the wedding crashers?" Do you remember the wedding crashers? Vaguely, yeah. That was, Vince Vaughn. That was a while ago. Oh yeah. And I love Vince Vaughn. Do you? Yeah, I think he's hilarious. I love the way he talks. I love the way he thinks. I'm, I'm just like that's that's my guy. Did you see uh, the second season of um, True Detective? Yes. No. I only got in on the third season. Well, Vince Vaughn stars in the second. I need to go back and watch it then. It's the worst season of the lot. The best is the first. The third's pretty good, though. Yeah, I like the third. Third's pretty good. You haven't seen the first? No. Oh, case. Okay. You know, I've never seen Breaking Bad. So neither have I. Well, I shouldn't say that. I've seen I've seen parts of it. I, I, I tried. I just couldn't get into it. And everyone's like, you just got to get past the first season and then you're in. I'm like, ah, I can't do it. So I haven't seen Breaking Bad, and everybody says that's great. That leads to uh, Better Call Saul. I haven't seen that. Mm. Uh, I did like Sons of Anarchy. I thought that was great. I, did, I haven't seen Sons of Anarchy. Oh, it was pretty good. So if I had to choose, it would be documentaries for me. Really? Docu-series or documentaries? We're talking docs. Uh, that's my preferred genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but then outside of that, I like true crime. I, I get into true crime. True Detective isn't based on a true story, and I got into that. But what I'm getting at, do you and the Lord and Savior Kate have the same viewing habits? Do you have shows that you watch together to where you can't watch it by yourself because you've promised your significant other that you won't go any further? That This is something that you share together. Yes, we have. Yeah, we do. We do. We do that. So, um, well, The Bachelor... <laughs> Are you messing with me? No, no, I'm dead serious. And so, <laughs> I was gonna like try to cool it up, try and like yeah, like you know, yeah. And then I just said, "Oh, bugger, I'm just gonna spit it out." We, the, um, but it's, wait, it's but a recent thing. It's a recent thing. Okay, but did she get you into it, or did you get her into oh, it? How did it work? Well, so <clears throat> you know somebody on there. So this is kind of weird, but. She was not a fan of The Bachelor or Bachelorette forever, and yeah. I'd never sat down and watched it. Uh-huh. 
she like used to hang out slash date kind of I don't really know a guy that used to be on the show. Uh, and I couldn't tell you his name. I can't remember. Joe or something. Okay. Anyway, he's from Salt Lake City. Um, and, and so she was always anti-bachelor, bachelorette nation. Yeah. She was like, no, 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 no. I used to date this dude, and he used to be on it, and I just don't want to. I don't like minky blankets, and I don't like bachelor. Yeah, yeah, no, she's got opinions. <laughs> uh, and then I don't know what changed, but it was a... Uh, not this season. This isn't our first season. Our first season of watching it together was the one before this. Okay. Pilot Pete. Okay. Who's kind of a kind of a dweeb, but uh, nonetheless, yeah, we, we I I, could, I can't remember why we got into it. I just can't remember. But but my sister in law Lisa, uh-huh. who we love, is married to Marcus Merrill, and she's crazy about it. So she was probably an influence. So do you watch The Bachelor? And that's Monday, and today, tonight's the finale. Oh, okay. Do you watch The Bachelor like a train wreck? And, you know, and, and so you guys can have good conversation during it like that guy's a tool. This this is not going – this guy's an idiot. Like our favorite contestant last week got eliminated, and now we kind of don't care for the finale, Brie. Oh. Yeah, Brie got eliminated. Why? Why did she get eliminated? Yeah. Don't know. I don't, she was. You don't have like a like a like an inside take on it. Like well, maybe she was too emotional. No, no, maybe no. She, she seemed like the, the too smart for the guy. No, no, no. She was like rock solid. Uh huh. Um, you seem like a guy that would have uh, tried out for reality TV. Like back when I first started getting into uh, this industry, uh, me and my ex wife we tried out for Fear Factory. Oh, nice. Yeah, we did. We got to the so they they were doing a local casting for it, and I was on radio, and my ex wife and I we went there, and they were looking for couples. Okay. And this is a true story, a hundred percent. So we go there, and me and Jeannie, my ex wife, had this plan. I don't have a strong stomach. I couldn't. I mean, they ate a lot of BS, a lot of bad stuff, you know. And uh, I said, if you eat the stuff, I'll do whatever crazy thing it is. I, don't, I mean, I'll jump off a building. I'll jump in fires. You can dump snakes on me. That doesn't bother me. I'm cool with that. I just, I don't have a strong constitution. I cannot eat. And so we get there and we're in this. So we walk into this, uh, this kind of audition room and there's a bunch of different couples. And basically you've got three and a half minutes to either be like angry or what, so that they can create a story around you. So these guys are going to be the princesses. These guys are crazy and whatever. And so you got three and a half minutes to impress them. So I'm talking That's a long time, yeah, by the way. But there's six other groups of couples in there. And so you you're fighting for time. So I, I'm doing all the talking because I'm in radio and I like to talk. And so we're talking and doing all this stuff and it goes so and so then the three and a half minutes is done. And then they send us out to this waiting room. And you go out in the waiting room and we're all sitting there and trying to figure out who's gonna get it. And the casting <laughs> the casting agent comes out. And goes, you, and points to my ex-wife. We'd like to talk to you. And so we both get up. And the guy goes, no, just you. <laughs> so they just wanted my ex-wife. And, they, and she goes, but she didn't go in there because she wasn't confident with her ability to go any further than that. The fact that I was, you know, her side piece was going to help her get through that. She wasn't going to be able to, so she didn't do it. But they wanted her and not me. And that was a fun ride home. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm only reminded because of this story because we were, I was driving with my oldest daughter the, this week, and she goes, is it true mom got picked in Fear Factory and you didn't? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. So I, uh, I w- I've never been on reality television. I've been on Deal or No Deal. You were on Deal or No Deal? Yeah. Like in the U.S.? No, in Australia. And then they do it slightly different. Do you know how in the U.S., I think, and I haven't really watched, but Deal or No Deal back in the day was legit. Yeah. Um, so in the U.S., they have one 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 contestant uh-huh. next to the host. Yeah. And then everybody up on stage that's holding the briefcases are models. Yeah. Is that is that how they do it here? Yeah. Okay, so in Australia, they have the, 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 the guest, the host, and then everybody up on the stage is actually – uh, other contestants, oh. yeah, not models. Yeah. So what, and so the game is like if if you um, if you're the if you're the main guest, you can point at the the box, right, the number, and then the the person holding that box gets to have a guess at what the number is inside as well. And if the person holding the box guesses the correct number, it's like five grand or something. So are you on stage or are you standing next to the host? No, no, I was standing up holding the. Holding the the number, I can't can't remember what number I have. There's a photo somewhere. I need to find it. Did you walk away with big bucks or a whammy? No, 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 no. no. I had I so the, I said I had five hundred dollars when my name was called or my number was called, and I had like five cents. So mm. I had a good good box. Oh yeah. But I thought I'd won like five k because I thought I'd guessed the same, uh, but I didn't see the dot. Oh. Yeah, but that's 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 as close to like reality television that I've been on. Because uh, we are, there's a big age gap between us. Um, you wouldn't know it by our personalities, but there is. Um, You're way more immature than, than. Yeah, I know. And so in 1992, right around there when I graduated high school, I think the first season of the Real, Real World came out. Okay. And it was groundbreaking. I mean, this was really on the forefront of reality TV. This is what took reality TV by storm is the real world. I don't know if you ever remember that. And then it b- broke off into the road rules and all that okay, stuff. Okay, all right. But here's what's interesting. Real world, the first season, is now on right now. They brought back all the same people. No way. Yeah. I need to watch. I, I haven't seen it yet, but it, but it, I, I'm, I'm really. What, what is it on? Netflix or something? I know. I think I think it's on the Peacock channel or something well, like yeah, that. Yeah, I like the Peacock. We like yeah. the Peacock. Yeah, I got the Peacock. You got the Peacock? Yeah, I got the Peacock. So if we both Peacock's had the Peacock, would it be the Peafowl? Yes, but it's worth getting the Peacock. It's like five ninety nine a month. Yeah, like 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 just you know, for example, during Halloween time, mm-hmm. you know, they had um, all of the Harry Potter docu- uh, documentaries, all the Harry Potter movies out. Mm-hmm. Binge watch, marathon them. Who did you Lord do? Lord of the Rings. No, I'm not a marathoner. My wife yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Lord of the Rings series. I know that's going to make a lot of the people Hobbit. mad. But the, I have a, here's my, and I'm going to stand by this. If you can fall asleep and take a good nap and wake up and that movie's still on, that's too long. That's too long of a show. I mean, those are three hour long movies. Yeah. I mean, that's just too long. There needs to be an intermission. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a five minute, you know. Yeah, potty break, break something. Potty break. Yeah, let's do it. Feel the hey, speaking of game shows, you were talking about them quickly. I want to. You know what game show I'd, I've always really wanted to go on? What? The Amazing Race. That would be fun. I've always wanted to go on The Amazing Race. And Phil. What's his name? Phil Keith. Kogan. Hogan. Kogan. Kogan. I've interviewed him. I've met him. Good guy. And I've interviewed him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
He's a good guy. Did you interview him like a few years ago when no, he was out No, this would here? probably have been 10 years ago. Okay, so he was back out here. I was doing radio for another company at the time, and so I could tell you exactly because I was only there a year. It would have been 2017. Oh, what was he here for? He was here because he was uh, debuting a movie that he had made, and it was a really cool movie, actually. So he's a big cyclist. I didn't realize this, but I guess he's a big cyclist. And He's probably got a Peloton. Probably. He, he he actually did the Tour de France on a single speed. Wow. Like, like like how they used to do it in like the 1920s. Okay. Like long, maybe 1800s even. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. But So we, we went out there and got tickets to the movie and, and watched it. And he was there, of course. And uh, I've always wanted to go on The Amazing Race. So that brings me to a good question. Do you think you and the Lord and Savior, Kate, would be good contestants together on the amazing race, we would make for really good television. Do you guys think you could win it? No. Who would be the weakest link? Kate. <laughs> Why? She'd be too slow. <laughs> See, we, we went on a walk this weekend and we ran into this same problem. <laughs> Do you get a little frustrated? Do you say, keep up the pace? Come on, where are we going? We both get agitated. <laughs> I'm glad I, you brought this up. I can, tell you, I can tell you right now, me and lovely Leslie wouldn't even get off the starting gate. We wouldn't. She overthinks everything. Like, here's the deal. When we went on that cruise a year ago, this week, we went on a cruise. Okay. She ironed everything. Before we even got there, she ironed it to put it in the Suitca- luggage. Yeah, the suitcase. And then ironed it once again while we were there. Yeah, you and Leslie would be dog dust. Oh, yeah. You would be horrible. We would, we would make good TV. Yes. It would yes. be great TV, but we're not getting past the first the first level. So I think, I, in, in all seriousness, I think Kate and I, and I, I think Kate and I could go far. I don't think we could win. And I think we'd make for really good television. And I think what would happen is we wouldn't speak to one another for some time after the filming. <laughs> if I'm being honest. It just wouldn't end well for us. It would end well for the show. But, yeah, we would I, – I really do think we could, we could make it a ways, though. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to TV Talk on Dadtastic. Stick around. We'll be right back. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, welcome back to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. I'm Casey Scott. I'm Tom Hackett. Now, Tom, so uh, we're going to talk about something here that doesn't make the consultants, our bosses, or a lot of people happy, but the reality is everybody does it. Yeah, the old gas that comes out of both ends. Now, you were telling me something that your wife considers burping. Well, so here's what happened, Case, is um, I have always burped Mm -hmm. and closed my mouth. Mm -hmm. Trapped it. Trapped it. Because it's nowhere near as loud. Mm -hmm. Sometimes my wife 
and my mum does this too, and I've never understood. It's like she'll burp and be like, "Oh my goodness, I didn't, I didn't know that was coming." Mm-hmm. Like, like as if she couldn't feel the burp coming. Like caught her off guard. Like, her surprise! Off guard. Here's some gas. Yeah, and I'm like, but, and and like because they it it catches them off guard. Like they don't close their mouth, and it's quite loud and obnoxious, and mm-hmm. it's like, ugh, you know, like. And, and so I was like to my wife a few days ago. I was like, hey, you reckon you could shut shut your mouth when you burp, please? You know, like the the world doesn't a little need, aggressive. The world doesn't need to hear it. You mm-hmm. just close your mouth. Yeah. She's like, no. I'm like, well, why? She's like, well, if you want me to close my mouth when I burp, mm-hmm. then you better close your, you know what, when you. Fart. Pop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hold your horses. I was like, well, they're two completely different things. One's easily shuttable. I'm like, I, can, I cannot shut <laughs> my you-know-what when I pop. I can't do that. And she's like, yes, you can. And I'm like, no, I cannot. I, am I wrong? Like, no. can you shut no, your... No, you- no, I, I, I get where you're going. But you, to be honest with you, and people are thinking, I can't believe we're listening to this, but this is something that a lot of couples go through. So one person thinks it's funny, the other person doesn't, and how do you make that middle ground? Well, to be honest, nobody in, the, in our household thought it was funny. It was a dead serious conversation, and I was upset that she kept burping with her mouth, mouth open, mm-hmm. and apparently she gets upset when I don't... Close my when Chat. I pop. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think that's ludicrous. Yeah, we went on for about thirty to forty-five minutes barking at each other about this. Well, you know, I, I guess etiquette would say that if you do burp, you you kind of maybe put your hand over your mouth or you don't announce it to the world. But if you do it out the other end, you should excuse yourself from the room and go somewhere out there and do that. Yeah, she was also saying that if I do need a pop, I should I should walk to the, the restroom. Yeah. And and do it there. And I thought, geez, that's a... Geez, I'm in my own house. It's a bit extreme, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of... It could be, depending on what's going on, a lot of, you know, stops... In the old restaurant. No, I get it. Yeah, after a chilly night. Well, yeah, any any bean will yeah. run straight through me and yeah, rumble I the... I get it. So where did you guys end on the conversation? Well, she's she's now trying to close her mouth. Mm-hmm. I, I was legitimately upset because I, I, I think it's like, like if you don't close your mouth when you when you burp, I... I just don't see any place in the world for that sort of behavior to be acceptable. Mm. I mean, a well-timed burp or fart is funny every time. No, uh, open an open mouth burp is it does not sit well with me, and I don't know have any a very good reason as to why. I just don't. So I don't know like I don't know why I feel this way or so passionate about it. But I was legitimately upset with her. And she didn't realize, I don't think, at first, just, like, how seriously I was taking this. Right. But I was not thrilled. I'm like, we have a Mm one-year-old who is, who may as well be a parrot Mm -hmm. at this point in his life. Very impressionable. All he does is look at us and follow us and do try and replicate everything we do. I'm like, you bloody belching ain't going to help us parenting him to have polite manners. Hmm. So you bring up kids. I've got three kids. My oldest daughter, Presley, 16 years old. She's oh boy. a 
princess. Never once heard her. Pop. Nope. Never heard her burp or fart. My second child, Frankie. The gassiest child I've ever met in my life. Oh, she'll just go out both ends all day. And thinks it's hilarious. Oh, okay. Wake you up with one, put you to bed with one. Right. Thinks it's funny. The funniest thing is that I pick him up from school. She gets in the car and lets it go and laughs for seven minutes until we get home. And I go, what have you been doing? She goes, my dad, I've been holding it all day. And I was like, that's not good. And she goes, I know. And so she thinks it's funny, 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 uh, which I think it's funny how much she thinks it's funny. Okay. And she's pretty good about it. Like she – like she's holding it all day. She knows when yeah, the she, time is. Right. She knows how to read a room. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and she and she's pretty good at the timing on that. Now, my son, he figured out if you drink soda in a certain way, you can belch. I've never I've never been one of those guys who can burp on cue. There's a lot of guys like I remember there was a kid in sixth grade, Ryan White. He could burp on cue and it was cool. And, and for, for a week, that's all we talked about. And yeah. it was good. It was belchy. It was deep. It resonated. You were like, wow, man, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, uh, but other things is, uh, you know, so Bowden now, he's he's like your wife. Like we're at a restaurant, loud, loud, and I get embarrassed. You know what I mean? And it takes a lot to get me embarrassed. And I'm like, hey, son, listen, that was a good one. Good octave, good length. It was good, but wrong place, man wrong place you know and he's like we all could i say say excuse me excuse me but nobody hears the excuse me you know so i'm trying to teach him the timing mm. and the timing i think it's easiest just to teach to shut your bloody mouth when you do it but everybody does it bro what do you mean everybody nobody burps and opens their mouth you know nobody belches so i'm gonna tell you something about me that i'm not proud of you belch a lot but I, what i do afterwards <laughs> Is the rudest thing you can do. I'll blow it on you. <laughs> it's 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 not good. That was a lot of fights with me and my ex-wife. She goes, "Will you oh, stop?" Without question, Will you, you used to belch and then blow. Yeah. Oh. She goes, "Stop doing that." And, and, and so, if my wife, if my wife did that. <laughs> If my if if my wife did that, I would walk. Well, I would have a few things to say. I would walk out of the home. I jump in my car, and I would just leave. And I don't know if I seriously don't know if I could come back that day. I think I'd sleep in my car. I would not be able to look at her. That is foul. What is wrong with you? Do not do that. It makes me angry. Just thinking about you belching and then. Blowing it on people. <laughs> this is making me happy. And it shouldn't. I know it shouldn't, but it does. So I think we've had enough time. That is so disgusting. Talking about uh, the gases, if you will. Yeah. So let's take it to another level. In the first segment, you talked about a little altercation that you had with Lord and Savior Kate. Yeah. You guys were on a walk. So we decided to walk like a decent ways. Mm -hmm. In fact, we probably walked probably five mile, I bet. So two and a half there, two and a half back. Two and a half there, two and a half back, yeah. We we were walking down to Sugar House Park. Mm -hmm. 
for those that are familiar with the uh, Salt Lake City area. Beautiful um, park. Oh, lovely, especially on a nice day. And mm-hmm. it was a bit windy, but it was like the sun was out. This was on Sunday. so Nonetheless, we walked down. It's downhill there, uphill back, right? That's how hills work. Correct. But, you know, it wasn't uphill there, downhill back, which is what I, I would prefer. If you're going on a long walk, I'd rather it be downhill on the final stretch. It's uphill. But... And so anyway, the, the, the walk there was, was splendid. It was very enjoyable. We were uh, engaging in conversation. Pushing bubbles in a cart, I guess. Bubbles was in the uh, was in the stroller. We had the dog next to us. We were on a bike path, so there were people evading us. But it was beautiful. A little windy, but nice. We get to Sugar House Park. We sit on the hill. We play with, you know, bubbles, and the dog does her thing. Bubbles went, uh, actually, speaking of which, Bubbles went uh, on his first swing. Oh, we put him in one of the swings and kind of gave him a little tap and seemed to enjoy himself, the little man. So that was fun. But then on the way home, we started to just bicker a bit. And it was about the speed, as we talked about. And I was ready. I was kind of ready to get home. I had, I had a brisket on the smoker and I hadn't put the probe in it yet. So I was eager to get the internal temperature. And Kate was not. Wanting to move faster. In fact, she was slowing down. So let's safe to say you're probably walking at a 2.5 if you're on a treadmill. She's strolling at a 1.5. So if you kept it at that speed, you're you're going to leave her in the dust. And you know, when you're married, you can't leave them in the dust. No. And so I was like, Hey, do you mind just like walking a little bit quicker? And she's <laughs> like, Would well, you mind slowing down? And I'm like, Well, I am slowing down for you, which is why I'm asking you just to like meet me halfway and go a little bit quicker. She's like, no, you can go ahead. And I was like, well, we're on a walk together, so I'm not going to do that. But if you wouldn't mind just speeding it up, like, just a hair, it would be greatly appreciated on my end. She's like, no. And I'm like, well, I eventually was like, well, I'm glad glad the only person on this walk is enjoying themselves. (laughs) And then, of course, from there, it's all downhill. So let me ask you, because I want to paint the pictures for our listeners. Uh, You guys are walking uphill. Coming home from a glorious walk. Bubbles just had his first swing, which was probably amazing. Smile ear to yeah, ear on his he was face. Happy. Who's pushing the stroller? So she was pushing the stroller. Because mm, that's a key factor there. Well, but I took over the final stretch because mm-hmm. I, I was like, she pushed the stroller down. No, sorry. I pushed the stroller down the hill. She was pulling it back up, which I didn't think about. I probably shouldn't should have been roles reversed but towards the final end of the walk i was like hey you take the dog i'll take the i'll take the pram the stroller because uh you know it's harder to push the, the stroller uphill as opposed to the dog drag you up the hill mm-hmm. so uh so we did swap so the last little bit stretch home was trying on the relationship yeah that's interesting because you know uh, i was coming home saturday morning from the gym and as I'm driving to my house, I see all these, uh, you know, these couples out there walking, you know, enjoying the sunshine, the Saturday, you know, the pandemic is coming to an end, hopefully for many. And, you know, people want to get out and the streets were littered with couples and humans just out there enjoying this great state of ours. Yeah. And I thought to myself, what a wonderful world. No, I thought, <laughs> how come I don't. That was perfect. It was good. But I'm not a big fan of walks. And I can tell you this, back in my partying day, a go-to move was for me is to meet a girl and go, hey, we should get up in the morning and go hiking. And without a doubt. Uh, Not trying to be rude, 
I imagine most women that you said that to questioned as to whether or not you were a serial killer. No, 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 no really. I'm dead serious. If you didn't know that individual very well, or say you'd only been on a few dates, this was the first time she'd slept over. It was a big, I, hey, let's go on a hike in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, let's go up into the woods. No, because what that tells them is that, oh, this guy's fun. This guy's adventurous. He likes to get up and make something out of his day. And it's Utah. Yeah, I mean it's that was it was a good line. Oh, I'm, I'm getting serial killer vibes. No, it was it was it was a good line. My point is is that I use that line a lot. Go ahead, ask me how many hikes I've been on. How many hikes you been on? Zero. So what do you mean? Like you'd use the line and then you just never get to it. We'd never get to a hike, but it always opened up the door for good conversation. And so Leslie, the lovely Leslie, she loves to hike. And I've said that I'd go on hikes with her. You've never been on a single hike? Well, I mean, I've, I went on a hike in rehab. I mean, I've done a couple. <laughs> Josh, is he? Oh, I wish I could swear on this podcast. No. Is he serious? I've been on a couple hikes, but like, not what, like with three? I'd say less than 10. You've lived here your whole life. Whole life. I mean, yeah, maybe that's why you. But you I ski. Got addicted to the grog. No, I ski. <laughs> you just like. You got to hike, just, man. What but, are you doing? What do you mean? What do you mean? What are you doing? You got to hike a little bit. I don't hike a ton, but boy, I've been here eight years. I've been on average. I go on seven hikes a year, which isn't a ton, to be fair. But like, combine that by. Eight years, you're looking at... 56. Yes. Huh. So you got me beat by 46. You've lived here your whole life. You've, left, you've been on less than 10 hikes. I mean, I'm sure when I was a little kid, we'd go up in the mountains and stuff like that. But as, as like an adult, I bet I've been on less than 10 hikes. But I'm trying to I'm trying to change that. So I told the lovely Leslie, I said, let's go on a hike. But as we talked about earlier, she likes everything planned out. So, you know, like I'll, I'll call her on a Saturday and say like, hey, what do you want to do? I'm going to hike. She says, well, I don't have the clothes for it. And I was like, well, we're just walking up a mountain. Whatever you got on is probably good. Well, she needs the yoga pants. Well, I, she's got a lot of yoga pants. But I think she's got hiking outfits. Like what? what like outside of the yoga pants and like an athletic top, you know, you like just put on a pair of runners. Well, yeah, but that's not how the lovely Leslie works. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's an outfit dedicated to hiking. Uh, and I'd go in flip flops, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm cool. Let's do it. You got to start with. Have you have you done Donut Falls? I did that in rehab. Okay, yeah, good. That, that's considered a hike, even though it's like 15 minutes. It was pretty cool. Yeah, you get to a waterfall, man. Yeah, there's a waterfall canyon in Ogden. I've done that a couple of times. Nice. Uh, there's one called Adams Canyon in Farmington. I've done that a couple of times. Josh is a he's probably the resident hiker. He's here. an avid hiker. Yeah, Josh, what's your like? I think if you've got a man bun, hiking is really into your forte. Well, yeah, because man bun like trees, just a better they understand the man bun. Better I bet he sits down and looks at babbling book brooks for probably fifteen to twenty minutes. Like, man, that's cool. What that's is that? A babbling brook, you know, where the water cascades over the rocks. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I just call it a photo op. See, yeah, he's a photographer. Hey, what are some of the better hikes you've been on around these parts that aren't like overly ambitious? Like in the valley? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Donut Falls is the one I take to like. 
That's the one you take on for people who say they're like Casey to like, I would love to go on a hike. Like I've been on so many. And then so you when you're swiping right, and, those yeah. are the girls you would take on the Donut Falls? Yeah, I mean, it depends. Utah, like some of them would be like, well, let's just go to Zion for the first date. I have been to one above uh, uh, Olympus Cove and it, there's a couch seat up there. The living room. Oh, the living room. I've done that. My wife and I got real lost on that. Yeah. Night. Like the living room is one you, that's like a... That's like a casual kind of situation. Like uh, it, it, that's that's like the target of of Utah hikes. Yeah. I'd say. So I'm doing Olympus. I'm doing Mount Olympus. No, you're something. not. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, put your bloody mic away, would you? Bloody negative. Uh, I think you can do it. You guys have been to my house, right? Yeah. I stare at the mountain. Sure. Well, I shouldn't say I, the mountain stares at me. Yeah. It looks down at me. Yeah. And I wake up every morning. Monday, great example. I woke up, had my cup of tea. You have to have a coffee today. That'll change. And I'm looking out the window of my kitchen, and I'm just staring at Mount Olympus. Uh-huh. And right now, that mountain's got me defeated. Oh, yeah. Because I'm yet to conquer the, the tip of the mountain. Right. So I've decided that this this year, it's the year. I'll do it with you. I, I think I'd be a better you partner. Me than, down? No, I'll do it. I you, do were gonna, you were going to say you think you, I'd be a better partner than, than Kate. Yeah. Oh, I hope she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> well, that one's going to offend her. All the things you've said, this is what I, is going to offend oh, her. But, but all the things I've said, she she's already heard. Well, yeah, but we won't fight. Who, you you and Kate? No, me and you. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, we put, well, we could. Why? Well, I mean. No. Oh, come really? If I get some ahead- of the text messages I get from you that you would never hear from me? Yeah. Well, there's a reason because. If I got ahead of you, I'd wait for you. And chances are I'll be waiting for you the whole time. You're claiming that you're going to be faster than me? Yeah. Oh, you want to race? Do you want to race up it? Now you want to race, do you? you had, it started off with you joining me. Uh-huh. And now you're wanting to race me. Listen, just because you ride a Peloton five days a week doesn't mean you've got strong legs. And I know you are a collegiate athlete known for using your leg to kick the ball. I'm just telling you, bad hip and all, I will beat you up that mountain. Oh, okay. We can race. I'm happy to race. I just want to conquer it first and foremost, though. Okay. And um, we have to time it correctly. Yeah, I think you got to leave early in the morning. Well, yeah, but like time of year as well. Sure. Uh, that there are rat, rattlesnakes up there. Okay. I, I I'm not a snake person. If you don't bother them, they won't bother you. That's not necessarily true because sometimes you bother them without intending on bothering them. Hmm. I came very quickly. I came within inches of stepping on one of the biggest snakes I've ever seen in my life. My then five-year-old sister saved my life. And I don't do snakes, man. Oh, I can do snakes. I don't care about that. I do spiders. I don't care about those either. Yeah, I'm great with spiders. I'll, I'll catch a spider, release it back into the wild. I'm afraid having... of math and yard work. Other than that, I'm pretty good. <clears throat> like, like math? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of math. That's addictive. You don't like yard work? No. Hate it. <laughs> I got weeds coming through, actually. Well, you should probably get on that. All right, so we're going to leave everybody with this. We're going to drive, we're going to climb the Mount Olympus. Me and you are. We're going to climb the Mount Olympus. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take some videos. Should Leslie come and Kate? Yeah. Geez, that wasn't all that. You didn't sound confident. As long as. As long as we give her heads up and there's a time and a plan and she can put her outfit together, yeah, she'll go. Okay. Well, let's – I think 
I think now's a little too well. Josh, Josh will be able to tell us, but right now I'm looking at the mountain. A lot of snow still on the mountain. Yeah, I think we're probably gonna have to wait till uh, uh, probably end of May. Eight thousand or eight miles, forty two hundred feet. Not too bad. Eight miles there and back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Uh, back. It's a cakewalk, man. Forty two hundred feet. Yeah, it's it's a climb, but it's eight miles. So like, Casey's got a bad hit. I can do it. I swear, if you let What's us down, What's the highest the hike you both have over. hiked? The furthest I've hiked? Yeah. 102.5 kilometers. Mm-hmm. What is that in miles? Like 70-something. Hmm. That's pretty far. I, I don't know. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Maybe I'll start training with the lovely Leslie. I'll give her a call afterwards, see if we can get it on the calendar. Yeah. I was 18 when I did that, though. Mm. It was a 24-hour uh, hike. They did it in high school. Mm. See how far you, the, you want to get to 100Ks. What, what is 100Ks in miles? Let's do the math real quick. Come on. Wow. I thought you loved math. Um, I do like math. But 62 uh, miles. Yeah, 62 miles. Oh, then you can do eight. That's what I mean, yeah. The we distance isn't the problem. It's the verdict. Yeah. All right. Well, you've been listening to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. One of us is going to climb to the top of Mount Olympus. The other's Tom. Get out of here, you hip man. <laughs> You're a bung hip, you grandpa. Don't forget, Dadtastic is the KSL, KSL podcast. podcast. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.